Hey guys, welcome back to the Set Apart Podcast. Today we are going to cover dating, biblical dating, and everything that comes with that. We're actually going to be starting uh, a dating series. So if you want to get more uh, information on biblical dating and relationships and marriage and anything like that, feel free to subscribe. Stay tuned for those future podcast episodes because we're going to be going after all things biblical dating and relationships. Yeah. Um, some of the things I wanted to tell you that we're going to cover today is what does the Bible say about dating? What are some of the things, um, biblical principles that it has to do with dating? A few myths that the world has told you about dating that you might not even know that you believe. Yeah. Um, and how to find a godly spouse and what to look for. Um, and before we go into a little bit of this content, I want to encourage you guys, please go and share this content. Because right now in this generation, so much is coming after us in the area of relationships and dating. And it is just a bunch of worldviews that are not biblical, that are being spewed to us through movies, TV shows, music, everything is being shown to us through all these different platforms and we're not getting a biblical view of dating. So I just wanna encourage you guys, go right now, whatever platform you're watching this on or listening to, please go and hit that share button and share with one of your single friends. Or even if you have a friend that is like more of a mentor to you, feel free to share this as well. But yeah, so that is just a little bit of what we're gonna be covering today. Yeah, and before we even go into the content, I just wanted to open and pray just so that you know, we want everything covered in prayer. So I'm just going to pray. God, I just thank you for this time. God, I thank you for your viewpoint on marriage, God, and on dating. Lord, I ask that you would give us wisdom as we are speaking and as we're talking, God. I ask that you would just be in the center of this conversation and of this discussion. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so the first point we're going to go after is, are when are you ready to date? Like, is there a magical number? Is there a certain time in your life? When are you ready to date? What does the Bible say about that? Think about something like this. You are ready to date when you don't need to date. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again, and you guys should maybe write that down. You are ready to date and get into a relationship when you don't need to. Because when you don't need to, you aren't searching for a relationship and say there's something that you're still working through in your life it's an addiction maybe it's you just need to have a closer relationship with god maybe you're not old enough maybe you're not even legally allowed to be married yet what are what are some of those things that you need to do before you can even get in a relationship and another thing that i like to think about is you're ready to get into a relationship the dating relationship when you're ready to be married mm-hmm. because if you think about it In the Bible, dating was actually not even mentioned. Like dating did not even exist. It was like a thing that was created by us, I think in like the 1800s or something, like the idea of even dating. And so it wasn't even in the Bible. All the Bible says is, in the Bible, Adam was alone and God says, it is not good for man to be alone. And then later in Genesis, it actually says, and he created man and woman, and woman was supposed to be a suitable helper for man. So that even shows you that a suitable helper, that means women are for man, man is for woman. It is not a homosexual relationship either. I'm not going to go deep into that. But yeah, that's just something quick to mention about that. And with dating, when it comes to when are you even ready, like I always, for me, for example, with Hannah, I was actually... I never got into any dating relationships and I never got into any serious relationships until I was 
17 and it was actually with Hannah. That was the first time I even started really looking. Like before yeah. that, I wasn't even really looking for a relationship. I wasn't looking for a girl. Yeah. Um, and you that's- were, You were content. Yeah, and if yeah. you're content in yourself and you know your identity and you know your worth, mm -hmm. and the big thing with me was I didn't want to waste my emotions, my time. I didn't want to waste on a girl that was not going to be my wife. Yeah. Because if you actually think about it, what is the point of getting into a relationship? Like, actually think about that for one second. What is the point of getting into a relationship? It is for marriage. Like, you're getting into a relationship, so then you can figure out if this person is a, going to be a good spouse. Like, that's the whole point of a relationship and the whole point of dating. And if you don't think that that's the point, then you have to get to the point of realizing that that's the point, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. if you're thinking, oh, it's to fulfill something, or, oh, like, all my friends are doing it, or, oh, it satisfies me, like, that's not right. You have to get to the point of where Michael was, where he was like, oh, like, I'm actually ready to look for someone that I want to be married to. Yeah, and that's the whole thing you got to think about. It's not like... If you're thinking about dating, as like Hannah said, where it's just filling something, it's filling mm -hmm. a need, like an attention void or something that yeah. you are needing, or maybe it's like, oh, everyone else has boyfriends and girlfriends, I should have one too, then that's the wrong reason to get into a relationship. Okay, now we're going to go into three myths that the world has told you or will tell you to look for in a person. And you may not even realize that you believe these things, but be open and think about what you are think and what you believe as we go through these. Okay, so the first one is infatuation, which I'm sure you've probably heard before, but infatuation is basically an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. And it only lasts about 18 months. So it's not a forever thing. It won't be there forever. That's why kind of when you start dating and you start a relationship, it's so intense and you wanna be with that person all the time the first like 18 months-ish, and then it shifts a little bit. Um, the and, whole, yeah, go. And with infatuation, um, what it can make you do is everything is feelings led. Yes. If you are feelings led when you're in a relationship, you're going to make bad decisions. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> it's true. And we have walked with so many uh, young people um, as we've been doing relationship talks like this and just helping people with dating and biblical dating, and everyone just makes decisions based off their feelings. Oh, I feel this. Oh, I don't feel peace about this. That's a yeah. common one. Um, just everything is about their feelings, but they're not taking a step back and looking, oh, this might be a red flag. This might be a red flag. Yeah. This is a good thing. But you want to take a step back and think with your head because most of the time your feelings are so wrapped up in infatuation and hormones yes. and everything that you're not thinking clearly. And another thing with infatuation is that you should always have someone that is a mentor or a couple, someone that is yes. you respect and you like their relationship and they have a godly marriage yeah. and they should actually have veto power. So what that means is when you're getting into a relationship or you're in a relationship, that couple should be able to say, yeah, this is done. Or this you're is... even like considering it like, oh, yeah. I like this person. Like, what should I do? Like, what are yeah. your thoughts and opinions on this? Like, what do you think about this person? Yeah. And that's also a good way to figure out if you're thinking clearly is ask other people their opinion about that person. Yes. Like when I was uh, thinking about getting into a relationship with Hannah, I asked like four or five people. I asked actually her mentor. I asked my parents, mm -hmm. I asked Hannah's friends, I told them not to tell her obviously, I asked her <laughs> brother, because I was close with her brother, 
Um, and I asked a few of my own friends. So ask a bunch of people because it'll yeah. give you all the perspectives of other people because sometimes you're just not thinking clearly. You're so wrapped up in emotions and yeah. feelings and infatuation that sometimes you're not thinking clearly. Yes. So that's just something to think about with infatuation. Yeah. And with infatuation too, you have to think that it is like an idea. Like when you're in the emotions and the feelings of infatuation, it's like only this one person can complete you, which is kind of like a messed up mindset because that's not true. Only God can complete you. So even think that like while you're in like the heat of infatuation, like don't let it control you. You have power over infatuation. Okay. So number one, infatuation. Number two is sexual chemistry. So sexual chemistry is basically a highly physical attraction towards someone. Oh, she's smoking. Yeah. Oh, like that person's hot. Wow. Like look how they dress. Like it's like all physical. So like there's no, you're not looking at the character. You're not looking even necessarily at the personality, but you're looking at, oh, like that person's good looking. Like I could see myself with them. Um, but the thing is with sexual chemistry is once conflict arises, and it will, especially if you're planning on marrying this person, it will arise. And this... also with sexual chemistry, we're all gonna get old, you guys. We're, we're all, all gonna look ugly. You're all gonna not look good anymore. We're gonna be like that's just how it is. Like yes. you're gonna get old, you're gonna get wrinkles, you might even gain some weight. It's gonna happen to all of us. It's true. So if you're basing your whole marriage decision off how good that person looks, and if that's like no your good. number one thing, it should not be. Um, so that's yeah. something also to think about with sexual chemistry and how they look like yeah. physically. It will not sustain your marriage or not your relationship all. because looks fade. Even after you have a baby, we figured this out. We both gained weight and we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like good thing we liked more than just like how we looked. Um, but the biggest thing is like looking for good godly character. Okay, so number one is infatuation, number two is sexual chemistry, and number three is dating compatibility, which I hear a lot about. Like, am I compatible with this person? Like, oh, like... Are we good at Enneagram? Do we each other? Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like, you're an Enneagram 9 and I'm an Enneagram 5? Like, that just can't work. Like, no. I'm an extrovert. Like, like all that, that really stuff matter. does not matter. None of that matters, like, at all. So... The reason why it doesn't matter is because everyone is constantly changing. Like, even from when me and Michael, like, met each other, we're both so different now that, like, it really doesn't matter how we were at the beginning because it everyone's personalities so change. Their character changes. If you're going from glory to glory and going towards God, you're changing constantly. So dating compatibility doesn't really matter. Um, so those are just a few of the myths that you might even yeah. be believing um, that the world has told you and movies movies shows. tv shows like we actually just watched the show uh summer i turned pretty and it's like a popular show on amazon and literally we're like what on earth is this dating like she's like going from this guy to this guy they're to like this brothers guy. she like likes both these brothers we're like what in the world like this would never happen <laughs> no and it's like it's just terrible advice like this girl it's so bad she's just she honestly just has father issues and she's just looking for attention in guys. Yeah. So don't listen to the movies, the TV shows. Look in the Bible. Look at your mentors. Yeah. Look at other godly marriages mm -hmm. and get advice from those people. Um, but now we're going to look for what are the things you should look for in a person. Not the myths, not the things you shouldn't look for, but these are the things that you should look for 
in a potential spouse. Yeah. Okay, so number one is your potential spouse should know how to handle conflict. So look for someone that is actually really good at handle, handling conflict because like we said earlier, conflict arises in marriage, in relationships even. And so they actually need to know how to handle it. Like, are they going to be someone that gets really aggressive or someone that gets really violent when something bad happens? Are they someone that just like kind of wails and in their sorrow and like doesn't really turn towards God in their conflict? Or are they someone that goes to God and is like, God, what should we do? Like leads your family to God. Like, God, what should we do? So number one, know how to handle conflict. Number two is have the same values, goals. Mm -hmm. um, with this one, when you're looking at the same values, like when I was, I actually wrote out a list. This might be something helpful for you as well. Yeah, I did too. When I was looking for a spouse, I wrote out a list of the things I was looking for. And this list wasn't like, oh, they have to be exactly this list. It was right. more just like a basic framework uh -huh. of the things I wanted in a person. And just to help me um, gauge what I wanted at the beginning before I had all my feelings involved and I was in infatuation. Um, so yeah. like one of the things with that list was I wanted to love Jesus, obviously. I wanted them to, I put like I want them to speak in tongues, which is just an example of like they have Holy Spirit in their life. Yeah. Like Holy Spirit is active in their life. And then I want them to love kids. I want them to love missions. Um, uh, there was a few other things I forget. But with that, you want people to have the same values as you. Otherwise, in the future of your relationship, it causes a lot of conflict that you might not even realize is there. But when it does arise, it becomes an argument. Well, even things like... Like me and Michael both wanted a big family, but if you don't discuss that stuff before you get married, you're kind of stuck. Like you're already married to that person. Let's say they don't actually want kids, but you really badly want kids. Yeah. Like what do you do then, right? It's it's a hard discussion to then have after. So have it before you make the decision to commit yourself to that person. And I would even talk about that situation, uh, not that situation, but that topic. Yes. Something like that before you're even dating yeah like what we did for example with the intentional friendship is we actually because we didn't really know each other like we said we yeah. liked each other <laughs> but i didn't know her she didn't know me yeah so i was like okay well i just want to get to know you in an intentional way with no titles yeah and this is a huge thing that i recommend doing because some people when it comes to um wanting relationships for the wrong reason and dating for the wrong reason they want that title of a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah. or we're dating and you if someone is looking for that title then they're not the right person yeah because when you don't have that title then there's no pain if it doesn't work out there's no hurt if it doesn't yeah. work out like for example i was like to hannah i don't really want to get into a dating relationship right now but i do want to get to know you intentionally and i want to get to know your family you get to know my family. So what we did was for about six, seven months, I would go hang out at her house and we'd play games. Always with in groups, like always, always in, groups. in groups. You were never alone. Never alone. So I would go to her house. Her family would invite me over for dinner. We'd play some games, have dinner, and then I would leave. And I would get to know her in group, see what she's like with her family, see what she's like with friends. And we would do this all the time. Like I would go to her house or we'd go with a group somewhere, yeah. do something. She would come to my house and... Our parents were very involved on both sides yeah. and nothing was like hidden. It was like we both, everyone knew everything and everyone was 
watching us, which yeah. is how it should be. Because yeah. you're just, just think of a, of a friend that you're really trying to get to know in a short season of time. And that's it. And then if it's like, okay, well, I really enjoyed getting to know you, but I... I don't think it's going to work. I don't like, think it's going to work out. I don't want to take it any farther, but we can remain friends. Yeah. And there's no, there's much less pain than if it was like, oh, you're my boyfriend or girlfriend now. And, yeah. and I want to yeah. break up. Boom. Way more pain. Yeah. Way more pain. So that's just a good thing to know when you're having values, get to know yeah. them intentionally. Yeah. And one more thing, like as he was talking, I was thinking too, like the reason why also an intentional friendship phase is so good is because like that person, if you're not going to be the one marrying them, they're going to be marrying someone else. So look at them as like, oh, like if I'm not marrying them, they're someone else's spouse. Like that's, they're not mine. And so I think that's a good way to look at it too. Okay. So number that's good. three is, uh, the person should know how to pray. And I think this is just like a good foundation and I don't know. It's just a great thing to know. Like, yeah, like you should know how to pray. You should know how to pray. You should know. Because all prayer is, is talking to God, right? Yeah, it's like a relationship, right? So if someone knows how to talk to God, that means they have a relationship with God. Yeah. And that means their life, your relationship, your future relationship will be led by God. So if yeah. they know how to pray, they know how to have a relationship with God, that is a huge plus. Yeah. So that's something I would look for in relationship. Yeah. Okay, the next one is humility. This is huge. Like, uh, we were listening to a podcast and... Um, he was giving an example of like humility and like a, being married to someone that's like really prideful or being married to someone really like humble. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could never be married to someone super prideful. Like, Lord, if I'm prideful, like take it out of my life because I don't want it. Because the thing is, when it comes to marriage, it, marriage and relationships, there are like fights and different things that conflict arises and if you're not humble, like his example was, oh, like if you get in a fight and that person's super prideful and not willing to admit when they're in the wrong, you're always going to be the one that's in the wrong. Like no matter what the problem is, no matter even if you were in the wrong or if you weren't, you are always going to be in the wrong. If this person isn't humble and doesn't like bring themselves low and say, oh, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. So it should be Look for humility and someone that is actually quick to repent. I think that's really important. And another thing with humility is someone that's teachable. My actually yes. number one thing on my list, because I saw so many marriages where it was just like the person was just not a teachable person. Hmm. So then they wouldn't be growing in their relationship and they wouldn't yeah. be adapting in their relationship. So that was the number one thing I actually had on my list. Someone who's teachable, when I confront them about something, they'll pray about it, they'll think about it and maybe even change it but yeah. someone who's teachable and Hannah was a super teachable person and that's something that I was looking for so humility being teachable yeah um, all that stuff is super super important mm -hmm. so number five is um, is the person that you're like evaluating a giver or a taker so I mean it's a little bit self-explanatory but I'll share a little bit of a scenario just so that you can understand okay so a giver would be like someone that's like always wanting to give like and then a taker, always someone that wants to take. Um, and so an example of that would be, I'll just share like a little story. Okay, so let's say um, you're going on a date with someone, okay? And you're, or I don't even want to use you guys as an example. Let's just say someone is going on a date with a girl, okay? So there's a boy going on a date with a girl. So the boy, their date is at 7 o'clock, okay? And so the girl is waiting there at 7 o'clock. 
Um, and then the boy is a little bit late. And so he actually ends up getting on a car in a car accident on the way to the date. Okay. And it's nothing big. Like he just ends up rear ending someone, nothing crazy, but has to get the insurance obviously can't just run like do a hit and run. And so he ends up being late. And so this girl's waiting there and she's like a little bit embarrassed. Like, Oh, like, where's my date? Is he going to come? So he shows up, let's say 40 minutes late. Okay. And she is, the first thing she says when he gets there is, oh my goodness, like, where have you been? Like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I've been sitting here all alone by myself. Like, like, why? Why is this happening? And then he's like, oh, I got in a car accident. Like, I actually rear-ended someone and I couldn't just, like, leave them. And she's like, oh, well, why didn't you just leave them? Like, I've been sitting here waiting for you for 30 minutes. That would be a taker. Like, oh, it's all about me. Like, oh, why? Like, I'm embarrassed. Like, why did you not think about me? Whereas a giver would be like, oh, like, is there anything I can help you with? Like, I'm so sorry that happened. Like, we can go somewhere else. Like, do you need to go? Do you want me to call someone? Like, looking for ways to give and help. So giver is super helpful and, like, caring where a taker really only cares about themselves. And you can have, obviously, like, it's not like, like those are really extremes, but you do want to look for someone that is giving and looking for ways to give. And yeah. in infatuation, it's pretty easy to give, but. And in, even with a giver and a taker, a taker might even be thinking like, oh, I want to take your hand in marriage. Mm -hmm. So they might just be giving you all the stuff and they look like a giver. Yeah. But under the surface, they're just really trying to get you. And then once they have you, yeah, they're not going to treat you good. Yeah. Um, so that's something you want to think about. And also when you're asking other people and getting different perspectives, that is something you should think about as yes. well. Um, the fifth thing to look for is, is the Holy Spirit active in their life? This is something that I had on my list, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But you should be able to tell by the fruits of the Spirit if it's active in their life. Do they have a relationship mm -hmm. with God? Um, are they looking for a relationship with God? Are they yeah. trying to spend time with God? Are they regularly going to church or prayer meetings or services? Yeah. Or talking about Jesus in the Bible, it says the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. So what are they talking about? What are the things that um, they're yeah. talking about? What are their conversations like? That really shows what is deep in someone's heart because yeah. that is just what will be exposed, just like what it says in the Bible. Okay, and number six is uh, they should have the fruits of the Spirit present. So like patience, gentleness, faithfulness, all of those fruits of the Spirit, they should have present self-control like all of those things you need to sustain a good healthy godly marriage and so as you are evaluating and as you're looking at them and seeing like the way they treat others the way that they treat their parents like all of these things um you can actually see the fruits of the spirit in their life yeah and the a huge one in that list is patience yeah like gary thomas he's the one that wrote sacred search um, he actually, that book, read it. it's a good book. Um, but he says that if your spouse or person you're looking for does not have patience, that's pretty much the, the equivalent of a quarterback not being able to throw the ball. Yeah. So with patience, it's a huge thing when you're looking at that list and pay attention to those fruits of the spirit and make sure that they're in that person's life. And with this list of these six things that you should look for in a person is these are all long-term benefits of marriage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that all these things are deal breakers. A lot of them are, but it doesn't mean every single one is. Yeah. And they should have some aspect 
of these things in them. They might not be 100% perfect in every area. We definitely were not. We're still growing. Yes. And we're not saying we're the experts in all this dating biblical advice, but we have had experience in this. Um, so that's just something that we really wanted to share with you guys. We're so glad you were able to join us today um, for this dating topic on how to find a spouse, a few myths, all that stuff. And we really want to encourage you guys, please go and share this. Because yes. if this encouraged you, this helped you guys, if this is something you're going to apply to your life, please go and share this with your friends. Because this might be the only thing that they hear on d biblical dating and yeah. godly dating. This might be the only time they actually hear something like this. So please go and share this. Um, feel free to follow us on our socials. We'll put them in the description of this video or podcast. Thanks for joining us today. See you guys later.